The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to New York Talk. Very professional as always. Uh, anyway, let's crack on, shall we? Uh, this is our transfer window special, is what we're going to call it. We'll edit out that bit, Mick, don't worry about it. No, you don't need to. You don't need to. Right, okay. I haven't got COVID, I've, got, I've been double jabbed, I've just got a bit of a cough. be interesting to see where it starts, actually. Whether it's mixed COVID thing or what Ben said just before. <laughs> yeah. Going to that, we? No, let's move on. Um, <laughs> you can tell us no game because we've already started off just talking nonsense already. This is just a transfer window special. Um, we'll talk about the deadline day action and then we'll recap the entire transfer window because it's, it's ended. Um, we have a full house with us. Mick, Danny and Ben are with us today. Hello. 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 Um, Ben's final episode from Rotherham for some time. As he will yeah. go and live in the London area briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. I, I, are you going to sound a little bit more enthused tonight, Ben? Because we had a couple of complaints on the internet that oh, um, yeah, you, were, you were a little bit um, lacking in enthusiasm, I think. is. Um, we need you to up your gusto if you can. Absolutely. I will. <laughs> it's a positive start there, Muldham. Um, <laughs> so going into deadline day, there was, from a positive point of view, there were two aims. There was the aim of keeping Michael Smith and there was the aim of getting in a fourth striker, which I've been calling for since about July. All right, Ben? I know you've squashed it every time. I've been saying we needed that fourth striker. So let's move on. Let's talk about the fourth striker before we talk about Michael Smith. Uh, we've brought in Will Craig, <laughs> um, not only a striker, but a striker who has was proven at this level, scored a ton of goals at this level. Um, in the past. It's not just a body. It's not just a body, Ben. He has got that experience, and if if we can get it right with him, it could be a very very useful player to us. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's he's the example I use as a waste of money, which is not hmm. kind of backfired. It, Yes. In my case, I saw the transfers. I thought it was permanent at first. I was a bit. I had to double check my phone. I thought it's actually actually Will Grigger. Is this a joke? Uh, but yeah, he scored for Wigan. He hasn't done it for Sundowns that I know of anyway. Uh, Not many. Interesting man. He's one of them. It's it's a, it's a prove it year for him. Uh, so I don't I, I don't see what can go wrong. If I'm being honest. Yeah, we are, if, if you've not, not seen it already, go on newyorktalk.co.uk, you'll see an article from Lewis Oldham, who basically talks Lewis about uh, Danny, sorry, about it being a free hit. If it doesn't work, it doesn't really matter. We know we've got three basically reliable strikers, certainly two in Freddie and Smithy, and Coyote looks pretty good as well. But if it turns out to be decent, all good, we've got four decent strikers. It really is a free hit, really. 
Yeah, and, and I think <clears throat> with Will Grigg, uh, he's never really settled at Sunderland. Mm. Um, it's a transfer that he didn't really want. It was more of a Sunderland have offered four million for you and we have to accept it, and off he went. Um, but if you look at his short spell back on loan at MK Dons, he got eight goals in 20 games, which is just under uh, a goal every two games, which is actually better than his overall average at this level, which is like a goal mm. every three games or so. So he is quite a prolific striker at this level and it's good to see that he's really excited about joining us. If you read his, uh, his interview he's done on um, with the advertiser, he sounds really enthusiastic and he's mm. really raring to get going, which is brilliant to see, especially someone who's of his calibre, shall we say, wanting to come to us to play his football, which is great. And in the Yorkshire Post interview he did, he's even talked about potentially coming back when his contract expires at Sunderland. Well, that's a conversation for another day, apparently. So so he's looking to impress, which is good to see. Yeah. And it might may well be, mate. He's got five goals in 47 games for Sunderland. And like Danny says, it was sort of, whether he wanted it or not, it were happening. If if a League One club are going to offer you four million quid, you are going. Oh, five. You know, whether it were, uh, well, I, I don't know if they're add-ons, but it was sort of a, oh, a base of four. Uh, it, I doubt we hit any of those add-ons because Sunderland have been the opposite of successful at his time there, so it would have been just a base. Um, Warner talks about Smithy sometimes needing to cuddle and need an arm around the shoulder. From the outside, <laughs> we may we may be completely off with Will Grigier, but from the outside, he looks like another one who needs to be happy in his environment. It doesn't. Yeah. We know Sunderland quite has been. It seems quite all right now, but in the past few years, has been very very toxic. And that that's clearly hindered him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we looking at it from out, as an outsider as we are, and and I don't want to upset any more opposition supporters. Oh, um, God, here we go. For God's sake. No, I'm not going to. But so, Sunderland, if you do, Mick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sunderland were were did appear from the outside to be a club at one point where they were just basically trying to buy promotion, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the finances that they were in financial state that they were in again from the outside appeared to be what put them in league one in the first place um and that the owners at that point clearly hadn't learned the lesson and they felt that they could buy their way out of it well so, I, I don't i don't sorry to quit you off but i don't know if you watched the sunderland till i die uh no i didn't series. and um i did it's interesting uh like he really wanted to sign will Grigg. Like, there was a couple, if I remember correctly, not me often, if I'm being honest, but I remember watching it and he was coming in saying, I want to get promoted in the first season. This is the first season or never. Uh, we're getting promoted this first season or not. We're all, you know, if this is do or die type stuff. And um, it's evident by the, because the Will Grigg transfer, I think it was a Will Grigg one, there was definitely a transfer where it was on deadline day. Mm. And it was really rushed and over overpaid in the long run. Um, so I don't know if they still got their owners. No, they had in the no, no, they no. Which so is, owned by wow. a young kid now, young young billionaire. I'll How many owners have they had in the past few years then? Because there was another owner before the guy in the Sunderland until I die. Is that three in what five years? They were owned by some some Americans. I can't remember Americans' name now. But it was an American company who then sold to Stuart Donaldson or Donald, I can't remember. Yeah, now sold to this. Was... yeah. Yeah. That's... So the bottom line is, you know, if you're a League One club, i.e. a club in League One, you know, you might not see yourself as a League One but club, but you are, you know. If you're paying five million quid for a striker, that's gonna be ringing alarm bells somewhere along the line, surely. Surely. You know yeah. what I mean? Um and I mean, I don't know where did they get him from. Did they get him from buying from Wigan? Wigan, Wigan yeah. Uh, I mean, that went well for Wigan and all, didn't it? That five million. The um, thing is, Will Grigg. Sorry to quit off again. Will Grigg was was the striker to buy. He scored mm. against Man City. He was it was one of the hottest strikers in. It was it was it was a global name, partially because of the song, but it was a global name. I remember the Euro sixteen. So at German players. Talking about Will Grigg because mm. of, because of what, what he'd done for scoring against the City and the Grefg. So it, it, it might it was not only was he a good striker, but I imagine marketably it was a good it would on paper a good signing as well. But as a striker, you've got to score goals. 
But it's another one of those those situations, and we'll come on to Curtis Tilt, I'm sure, at some stage in the very mm. near future. It's another one of those situations with Sunderland and Will Grigg where you, a player just does not fit it clearly, you know? Um, and whether that be the management team, whether it be the coaching style, whether it just be the club, whatever the reason is, it clearly hasn't worked there. Um, if anybody's going to get a tune out of him, it's going to be Warnie and, and his team, you know, because because look what they've done, look what they've done with the players that we've had in the past. So um, if you still got it, if you still got the desire, I didn't mean it like that, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just a bit of a. <laughs> well, I'm free from desire. Yeah, if he's not, if he's no longer free from desire, which he clearly has been for the past season, um, you know. I shouldn't have explained that, should I? I should have just left it hanging there like a professional comedian would do. You should. Uh, You say that they're at strikers, though. If if anybody can get best out of him, Warney can. The the opposite argument to that is that we can reel off a few names of strikers who did very badly under Paul Warren and have gone on to not just do well, to excel Mm -hmm. at other clubs. Now, I think this is a different situation. Well, Jerry Yates and Clark Harris. Clark Harris. Clark Harris, well, yeah, I'm glad we he's, got he's, he's gone to score. And I'm not saying I'd have him back for, for several reasons, but he has gone on to score a ton of goals at League One. That, in League I don't, I, I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not saying I buy into that argument, Ben. What I'm saying is that is the counter argument to what we've just mentioned. And Bad counter argument. I mean, but Warren didn't sign those players, though, did they? He inherited them. True, true. And also, we had Clark Harris in the Championship, but Jerry Yates, uh, yeah. The one, the one yeah. thing I miss about Jerry Yates is the tweets that his mum used to put out whenever we often didn't play him. That's that's the yeah. one thing I miss about him because they were funny. And now, <laughs> and now we've got um, Alison Barley's, uh, who's fantastic with all Rotherham fans. That's an upgrade, in my opinion. <laughs> you heard of uh, football wags? Well, Rotherham's got football mothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I, I'm excited. It's, it's one of the things, Ben, that there's something about signing a striker. It's just really exciting because the possibilities for a striker are endless. It could go on to score 50 goals. It could go on to score none. It's just signing a striker is a really exciting time for a football club. Yeah. I really dislike you, though, because it is exciting, but the pressure that it puts on the player is immense. Mm. Because mm, true. we saw what happened yeah. to Hurst. I think Hurst bottled it, if I'm being honest, and then just wasn't good enough as well. It's not. It's not. He's doing. He's currently doing the same at Pompey. So, Early days, but uh, I, I don't like it sometimes because I know everyone's got reason to get excited because it's a striker. It's you know, oh, he's new Alfie or whatever. But I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the striker, um, mm. but. Well, Greg, to be honest, from his interview, I can't really read into interviews because the media trains, so they all say the same thing. Uh, but <laughs> he looks like he wants it. Uh, he's proved he can do it. Mm. Like you said, he did it. Was it, was it MK Dons who did it? So it wasn't just a one-season wonder. I'm Wigan. It wasn't just one season. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, man. It, it really is. It always is with a striker because... Mm. A goal-scoring striker, anyway. Because it's different mm. when you bring someone like Smith in. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same excitement because that's not his game. He can do that, but that's not his game. Griggy's a striker, you know what I mean? Like, mm. a goal-scoring striker. So, it's going to be interesting. I hope he does well for the sake of his career uh, and, and our, our season, to be honest. Yeah. No, I agree. Um it's coming to quite a couple of hypotheticals that I'm going to ask in a minute because learning from Sunderland throws its own problems. Um, but he takes the number nine shirt and it's a little bit cursed at the minute, number nine shirt. Uh, when, <laughs> oh, oh, we're not starting um, that, are we? When, was, when, when, when do you think the last time that somebody wore the number nine shirt and scored was? For and scored. And Dicker. scored. And oh, scored. Do we 20 summer? Yeah, Dicko didn't wear it, did he? Ooh, now then. 
He can't, he can't be far a... back as Ronnie Moore, surely. <laughs> it, it, it won. Did, did Jerry Yates go to the shirt at some point? No, sooner than that. I mean, it's not that curse. It's not 10 years we had a goal. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did Yates wear the number nine shirt at some point? No, I think he was 19 or something like that. Blackstock? Uh, uh, no, he didn't wear the number nine shirt. Oh, did we? Uh, no. Uh, it's, uh, what's his face, isn't it? I can't remember his name. Eddie Ward? No. Somebody else wore after him. Uh. I can't remember his name. What? Who could have Danny Ward? Is it uh, Bar? No, anyway, number nine. I don't know. Uh, the, I'll get, the hint is it's the last time somebody scored was the 24th of November 2018, was the last time a player scored number nine and scored. It was <laughs> a late equaliser in a South Yorkshire derby. Uh, oh, no. No, anybody? No. He's now playing at Port Vale. Oh, is it Tom Pope? No. I said <laughs> that. I said that. I said Tom Pope. It's Jimmy Proctor. Oh, yeah. And to be fair with Jimmy Proctor, he had, he had the worst time in the world. Other than that first three or four games, then he had the worst time games. in the world. Is the best Rotherham football I've ever seen. <laughs> that four <laughs> <or five> <laughs> and Keith from all, though. That was such a good partnership. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it was. So unlucky, man. Yeah, it Briefly. Was so unlucky to do his ACL. It was ACL, wasn't yeah. it? It's so unlucky, man. Yes. Yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, the number nine show has not been lucky recently. Um, well, we're not so, starting this, are we? Which, we uh, do you know what? I'm just I pointing it out. I, I, do you know what? The fact that he's took it. I love yeah. that. I do, I do. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, it's like, again, it's it's, it's an ex- exciting shirt. Whoever takes the seven shirt and the nine shirt, they're just exciting numbers, exciting, exciting positions. I like it. I shouldn't because I'm a, I'm a grown man, but I do still <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, now, let's talk about some hypotheticals because, Danny, let's say, for argument's sake, it goes pretty well and he's got 10 goals by the January the 1st. And we're sitting playoff regions, Sunderland are sitting second or third. Why on earth would Sunderland not try and recall him? Because he's out of favour with them. But he's, 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 yeah. No, he's, uh, he's not in their plans at all. Um, they, they just don't want him there at all. And that's why there's no recall option, as far as I'm aware. It's just a season-long mm. loan to see out his contract. So... They will have to pay us a pretty fee in compensation to recall him when there's no recall option. Is there hmm. no recall option? As far as I'm aware, no. Because usually when there's a recall option, they'll put it out somewhere with the yeah. option to recall in January. It's like when uh, Tilt went to Wigan last year, we had a recall option and we enacted it and then sent him back. But I haven't seen anything about a recall option, both in Griggs Lone and in Tilt's the next loan out as mm. well. Mm. So, so, that, so I think that might be Sunderland just going, we just don't want him here anymore. So you can have him for the season. It's interesting that they'll say, well, we, 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 want you, we want you to leave that badly. We will give you to a promotion rival. Yeah, that, That's how much they don't want him, which is a crazy thing to me because they're, they are li- they're our strengtheners. Whatever which, which way you look at it, Having a fourth striker, even if he just comes on every so often, that's strengthened us. That's given us more options, and that's mad. Maybe they don't see us as a, as a rival. Oh, we're a little old Rotherham, aren't we? And they're massive Sunderland. They're huge. They can't be that arrogant, can they? Oh no, they can't know. be. Well, no, yeah. It's paid five million quid for a striker in League One. How arrogant do you want to be? Different owners, though, isn't it? Different owners, different managers. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know I'm, 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 I'm throwing fishing around there again, aren't I? But you know, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it, 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 well, ultimately, what what Sunderland have, have done and what their plans are are of no consequence to us. If if we've got in for all season, it doesn't mm. matter, does it? You know. No. Um, so, and, and like we said, you know, we're reasonably comfortable with the strike force that we've got. Reasonably, we wanted that additional sort of safety net, if you like, and we've got a lot more than an additional safety net, haven't we? You know, we ain't got an inexperienced Premier League. 
19 year old coming in you know to to, to make the numbers up if you like like a la, a la george hurst you know we've got a very very experienced proven goal scorer third I mean, highest goal scorer in league one by the way so so I, you know there is absolutely nothing to complain about hundred mm. percent um Ben, we just not see any other transfers on deadline day. It was, I think, I think they mentioned they wanted something else, but incomings, in you can't. I don't see how many people can argue about our transfer window in general. It's been very solid. If if slightly late, it's been very solid. They'll find a way to. I mean, people just want to complain about something just to feel good about themselves. So they'll find a way. Uh, I didn't. If we didn't sign anybody. I don't have a problem because no one's in that training ground. No one knows. You know what I mean? Like, mm. no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. Tony Stewart might have said, no, don't sign anyone struggling with wage bill or, you know what I mean? And then one takes the heat. But I think it's a good, quote-unquote, uh, good transfer window. It's hard to say because if Greg does his ACL and Reg gets injured, it's not a good transfer window. God, how uh, negative are you sometimes? I, I, well, you're the one that said, let's do hypotheticals. I'm just doing hypotheticals. Real life hypotheticals. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm always happy with the squad. As long as one's manager, I'm always happy. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Joe, we'll just run through the names. Uh, so we've got Shane Ferguson, the keeper Chapman, uh, Tajula Bowler, who's not played yet. Adolphin, Edmonds Green, Rathbone, Grigg, and they, those are your incomings for the summer. Um, out of 10, Mick, what number, what number are you giving that? On, again, it's early days, so it's all on paper at the minute. But what you as, as a transfer window as a whole? Mm. It's right up there, mate. It's right up there. I mean, we get to see a great deal of Reg. We get to see a great deal of Adolphin. Um, and, and we've not seen Bowler yet. However, however... What we have seen has been absolutely outstanding. It's been excellent, and and I, I, for me, it's right up there. I can, I'm trying to think back, you know, to a, a, a pre-season transfer window when we've actually basically we've got everything that we were looking for. So we've strengthened mm. it in central defence. We've strengthened at left back where we were struggling. We've strengthened up front. We've strengthened in midfield. What else do you want? What else do you want? You know, it's for me, it's been absolutely outstanding. You know, the, the recruitment has just been top draw. I mean, the only area we, the only area we didn't, it didn't improve was right back. But yeah, we, 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 we the formation we play, we didn't necessarily need an out and out right back, do we? No, we've got we've got at least one out and out right back. You could you could argue you could argue that Icky could play out there. You could argue that we could we're, we're not gonna we're some likely we're gonna play a flat back four anyway. Um, so I mean, the signals his intention with with the way that he strengthened the squad that, that the formation is probably going to remain as is. Uh, there might be some tweaks here and there, but no, I, I am so happy with it. I, I genuinely am. I, 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 obviously, that could go belly up when you know we get a couple of injuries and somebody turns out to be nowhere near as good as as we thought they were going to be. But now nah, I think I think the recruitment team deserve an absolute massive pat on back personally. Danny, are you um, jumping in the same boat as Mick? Um, I'd, I'd say I'd give it about, about an 8 out of 10. Mm. Uh, because we've we've definitely got signed quality in Ferguson and, and Rathbone from what we've seen already. Uh, we haven't really seen that much of the others yet. Um, but they have shown flashes flashes of quality. It's not like we've signed them and we played them in the cup against Accrington and they've completely uh, flopped it. You know, so I'm I'm quietly quietly confident with the signings, uh, and I do think we have strength. Like Mick says, we have strengthened where we needed to strengthen, uh, other than right back. But the system we play doesn't warrant that. And um, and all you need to see from the stats from from who we've signed, our attacking presence has gone upwards quite steeply from the from even from the last time in League One and last season. You know, because. I think we've got like second highest chance creation so far, and Something right like up that. there on the XG. We're highest rating. XG, aren't we? Number yeah, first place XG. 
Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably why Greek chose us over Donny purely for chance creation. Um, you mentioned that, didn't he? And this chat yeah. with, with Paul Davis about it, he looked at the stats and looked at the chances created from, from us and that would, I imagine, looked at Donny and looked how rubbish they are and thought, I'm not going there. I imagine that was part of it as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. Chance creation clearly played a part in that transfer. Yeah. You look at some of those figures, you know, and, uh, you know, shots saved by goalkeepers, performance of goalkeepers, performances of defences overall, performances of, of, like you said, chance creation, expected goals. We are up there in all of these all of these figures. And, yeah, on an individual game-by-game basis, that means nothing. Um, but over a season, we're where we want to be. We're absolutely top of the list for a lot of these things, or, you know, top three where you want to be because at the end of the season that's roughly where you're going to end up finishing if you can maintain it yeah fingers crossed um, potentially the best bit of business of the of deadline day was keeping Michael Smith um, now we don't actually know if there was much interest in this this, is, this may well have been a few thousand Rotherham fans getting really, getting really anxious for no reason at all um, because Cardiff didn't end up selling Kiefer Moore. He, went, he was actually in self-isolation, which will not have helped him. His, if he was going to move, that wouldn't have helped that. Um, how high does that rate, Ben? Keeping Michael Smith compared to anybody else we've brought in, that's surely one of the best bits of business. Uh, that's a 10 out of 10 right there. He's irreplaceable. I can't name another person in the English Football League that does what he does. I'm not saying he's the best striker, but no one does what he does like what like he does. Does that make sense? He's the best that I've seen at what he does. Um, I think, I think if he can, I think if Greg can get in the team and get get firing, Jesus, wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's gonna be on. That's gonna be. That's got potential to be key for more Jamie Proctor, uh, quality. It has definitely for more, for more than five minutes this time. Hopefully, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, from from three of our four strikers, you can see ten plus goals in them. You can, you can see Ladipo, yeah, Smith, it's, it's and probably, possibly Greek yeah. all yeah. getting plus ten plus, plus goals this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I'm sure Coyote will chip in at some point as well. Um, but yeah, I mean. I mean, it's it's interesting to see which direction we go now. Will it be Smith and Grigg, or will it continue to be Smith and Ladipo, and then like they alternate them as like different options? Because Ladipo and Coyote are very very similar in how they play as a striker, and then Smith's his own entity, but then sort of Grigg's his own entity as well. So it'll be interesting to see what pairing Bourne goes with uh, in terms of uh, our front two. But now it's it's uh, be interesting. I feel like it's so good. Do you know if you're a coyote? Like that's what like you've got Grig and Freddie who are fifteen goal season strikers and also Smith who is a complete not complete opposite, but like more team player, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Freddie and Grig are obviously team players, but it's more of a bring everyone else into play, create a chance for everyone else. So like Coyote's got the best possible I bet Coyote's living life. Like, you know what I mean? He's got Grig, probably one of the best strikers in, probably one of the best strikers in League One. Smith, probably one Honestly. of the best strikers in League yeah. One. Freddie, one of the best strikers in League One. All in, in training every day. Uh, mm. I think that's also good for the development of Coyote. I also think that was a thought. Yeah. Ben, ben mentions that, Mick, but what it means is that Coyote's chances are going to be limited. More limited than they already were, because I'm not. I'm not saying he's never going to play in front of Greg, no. but he is going to play less than he would have had Greg not come in. Possibly, possibly. But this is not a season where he's going to be looking necessarily to to do anything other than just develop. He's mm. su- such a young lad, and, and 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 because of the way that he plays, there there is an art to it. You know, you know, you're never at that age gonna gonna be able to hit the ground running as a as an out and out striker of that style at this level. You're gonna because if you are, you're gonna be up top in the Championship Premier League club. You know what I mean? So he's gonna develop. He's gonna develop. He's got some like Ben's pointed out there. You know, some absolute class there to learn off. You know, the players that have been there and seen it and done it. 
um, and, and then Smith, he was come from where he's come from and developed into 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 the player that he is. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily agree that he's irre- irreplaceable, but I do agree that I can't think of another player at any level that's doing what he does as well as he does it. So, and that's and that's crucial to the way that we play, isn't it? It's interesting. Just, just, sorry, just, just sorry, just to finish. The, the, just, just as, as, again, as you pointed out, just imagine if you're sat there, if you're Will Grigg, and watch what Michael Smith's been doing for Rotherham United over the last few games and over the last season. You're going to be absolutely rubbing your hands together if you're that keen to play, because you know you're going to get an absolute sackful. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's. Um... It's interesting we've been talking about K.O. Day developing this season, uh, even though he is probably fourth uh, fourth choice striker. Apparently, he's he's the one player who got the most calls on deadline day from other clubs about <laughs> wanting to take him out on loan. And he decided on the day that he was going to stay because some of them sounded really tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was his decision, like, no, I'm going to stay here and and develop with this. So that so he might have got wind of a signing Will Grigg. And so he knows he's got them three to learn off as well. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Kerry's not stupid; he's an intelligent kid. He'll know that he's got mm-hmm. them three players all taking taking him under his wing a little bit and showing him different ways of doing things. So it's a great education chance for him. So that's why I'm really happy he stayed. Yeah, I think absolutely. alone away in this season would have hindered him a little bit in terms of progression. If he wants to go out and get game time, fair enough. That might be the best option. But in terms of learning the trade from three of the best strikers in League One, if not the best three, it's a brilliant opportunity for him. So, so I'm glad he turned down the calls. Basically, Matt turned his phone <laughs> yeah. off. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to compare that to Jerry Yates as well. We talk, we've, we talk about our former other players a lot, but Yates obviously went out on loan and didn't get any minutes for the club because he was not at the club. And although we saw scout reports, you still have people watching him. It is always going to be a little bit of out of sight, out of mind. A little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's Coyote's here. Coyote can make himself known. He's in training every day. Even if he's not playing, he is playing in training. He is scoring the goals in training. He's got he's making that impression on the manager, assuming he's doing well, which he probably is. And that's really, that's I'm, if he has, a, if he did have the opportunity to leave, I'm, I'm very impressed that he chose to stay. Very, very impressed. Um, so that's enough positivity. Let's let's negative for a few minutes. <laughs> just, just bear in mind as well. If he's not playing, he's definitely going to be on bench nine times out of ten. Oh yeah, yeah. almost every no, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you said, he knows he's not playing, and the fact to stay, <clears throat> the maturity and perspective that he must mm. have had is very impressive. Yeah. It would have been very easy to stuff you right. I'm going to play for Carlisle yeah. again. I'll yeah. see you in a year. <clears throat> but so, I'm, I'm impressed. Very impressed. Um, the Sort of negative. Curtis Tilt has gone back on on loan to Wigan Athletic for the second season in a row. Uh, he's got another year in his contract, I think, after the, after this summer. So he isn't. This is, might not be the end of Curtis Tilt rather United, although I suspect it may well be. Um, he doesn't seem when's to want to start? be here. Mick. I'm talking about. I said, when's the start? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's just not fit, Mick. I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Paul Warren. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is, but he clearly doesn't want to be here. Uh, it's, it's, it doesn't fit, does it? And and and, and to, to to sort of speculate on on why it's, it's pointless, really, because we don't know, do we? Um, but we've said on this podcast probably since his, since just after he signed that we all felt it wasn't the right fit at some point, you know. Um, but that's life. <laughs> you know, if 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 he does leave, a good luck to him. You know, it, it, good luck to him at Wigan this season. I hope I hope he doesn't do too well. Um, you know, and, and and get him up there. Uh, and if it fits, then let's hope he can get a move, a move there, and, and progress his career. Uh, and absolutely, good luck to him. But it, it would appear that his, his future's not at Rotherham United. He is probably out of all the signings that have been made under the Paul Warren era. Probably the only one really where that um, recruitment um, attitude, if you like, the, the, the player selection for recruitment has, has not worked out. I can't think you of mean another attitude, one. That's you, mean, you mean attitude from the player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If that's what it is, and, and I'm, that is an assumption on my part, it's not forced to be. 
but I, I, I can't see anything else. I can't see any other reason why, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be a fit. Mm. Yeah, Don't... frustrating one, Ben. Ben, I'm, I'm going to go to you first, Ben, because I want to hear how much you're going to slate him for one reason or another, because I know you like to <laughs> nah. do that. And now he's nah. left, it's fine. Um, it, it, it's frustrating, Ben. It's frustrating for all around, because on paper, it's a good fit. We're playing three at back. He is left side of defender, which we need uh, to go back the uh, back back side of the three. He's supposedly decent on ball. He's quick. He's big in the air. On paper, is what we needed, but it's no. It's not even closely worked out at any point. You say he didn't fit. That's excuses. I, I mean, personality-wise, it wasn't a fit. Clearly, if he doesn't personality fit with Paul Warren, then Jesus wept. <laughs> How do you know what I mean? Like mm. it's Paul. Like, like I've never spoke to him in person, right? Obviously, Mick, Mick, have I? Oh yeah, I might have because he. Um, oh no, it's hard work. I might have anyway. But Mick, he did a birthday message for Mick, right? <laughs> and he, I, I was sat watching, and I'm like, he's such a genuine guy. Like you can tell, and I feel like if you to not personality fit with him. Uh, after what Wing said about his fitness regime, for me that's excuses. Uh, if you want to fit, you can make it fit. That, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Only your mind went there, Ben. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, I've just got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> excuses. If you want to figure it out, you can figure it out. Um, yeah, I hope he does well. But if you don't fit with Paul Warren, then I'm kind of glad he's gone. Yeah, about. hopefully we're going to pay for uh, most of his wages, Danny, because that's the only that's the best we can hope for right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least we didn't pay the million quid Blackpool wanted initially for him, and we only paid hundred k. So that's it. We were in that we were in that battle as well, weren't we, to sign him? Yeah, I don't think we were never going to pay the million. That would never ever. We were never going to pay near that, but we were going to pay more than that. We were we were going to pay double what we ended up paying the previous transfer window, something like that. Was the rumor? Yeah, um, so happily it was only hundred k. But like Ben says, if his attitude, if he doesn't get on with Paul Ward, I mean, <laughs> whenever you're in school, you always have like the bag, the bad egg in the class, don't you? That just doesn't mm. get on with a teacher, and that could be the case with Till. Is just there's something just not clicking. And like, I know you shouldn't read too much into what people put on social media, but if you look at his tweet when he rejoined Wigan, it's like, you really, you really didn't want to be here, you know. And mm. I will hold my hands up and say, sorry to Kieran Sadlier, because I really did think it was him who wanted to leave for more game time. <laughs> but from what I've read in the advertiser, he actually turned down a deal from a top-end League One club to stay with us, or at least we turned it down or something. And he decided to stay, but... Curtis wanted to go for weeks, apparently. So that makes me think he's the one who went into the office and warned. He mm. said, "Don't hide behind your agent. You sort it yourself." Mm. So, yeah, I mean, like you say, it is a bit of a loss because he's a left-sided centre back, and we do need someone there. But hopefully, when Angus McDonald comes back, he can slot in as the left-sided centre back. So, and, and he's quite close to coming back as well. So, oh, is this? Yeah, he's like two or three weeks away, I think, from um, be being back in full training. I th- at least that's what they said last injury report I read. Um, but yeah, uh, he's no big loss losing Till. And if he just doesn't want to be here, then, like you say, smooth transition. We'll see you in a year to wrap. Mm. Well, so I think somebody, somebody replied to one of us we, we put on Twitter and yeah. said it's like losing a fiver that you didn't even know you had it in the first place we, we've never we've never had it we haven't lost anything have we really because we've never had it in the first place yeah um, that that was I thought I really good yeah couldn't have put it better myself um, uh, good luck to lad if he, if he if it works for him at Wigan all well and good it's not our club anymore I don't care yeah. okay. <laughs> and you can't play nice. against us either so that's even better can't play against us yes that is a bonus. Be nice that's all why can we play against Sunderland I'm guessing not no no I don't think so no, it's been a rule for a while. They can't play against your parent club. Uh, I thought that was a clause in the. Where's a football manager? Anyway? It became a, a proper. It became a. It became a proper thing uh, a while ago now. Um, anyway, any other transfer news that is worth mentioning? I can't think of. Either. We know. I, I didn't. I can't remember any of the names we were linked with on the day or anything. 
Um, it was more about people coming in for our players by the looks of it. Um, because, again, reading the advertiser, uh, pay you one te- one pound ten and get it online on the day, so that's even better. Um, but yeah, we turned down deals for Barley's, Stadlier, Wiles, and Coyotes. Championship clubs came in for uh, Barley's and Wiles, and then, as I've said, Stadlier uh, was offered to well, was came in a big League One club came in for him, and then Coyote turned it down. So, yeah, and that's it really. Yeah. Oh, and um. Apparently, there was no calls for Michael Smith at all on the day. And, so it turns um, out we were all worried about nothing. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've seen something that Tony Stewart said where he wouldn't even entertain a phone call for anything less than six million quid. Wow. Listen, so, listen. It's what, it's what it's worth to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we had that we had that conversation last time, didn't we? You know, that's what he's worth. And it doesn't matter whether we're Rotherham United or Man United; it's still worth the same. Value is value, and so absolutely, yeah. bang on. Yes, um, we've got a question from on Facebook from Johnny Goddard uh, relating to the Grig transfer. I'll read it out, and then we can chat for five minutes. Um, he says that Grig could be the best thing for Ladapo. Someone threatened to take his place because there's too many too many times in games where he's lost some concentration, and if he puts his mind to it, he should, should be scoring more goals. So Smith will always be a starter. Um, what are your thoughts on that one, Danny? Um, how, if you're Freddie, put yourself in Freddie's mind. You've been here rather than fight two couple of years, top scorer, and they bring in a well-known goal scorer. Is that? Do you think that'll put Freddie on edge and it'll be a concern, or is well, he's got to get his head down, hasn't he? Yeah, and Freddie is the sort of character that is very confident in himself and his ability, which mm-hmm. is good. But at the same time, because you know how good you are, it sort of stops you from pushing yourself, if that makes sense. That could be why we still see a bit of laziness in Freddie's game. I mean, against Plymouth, he were brilliant and he were running everywhere. But you could say that was because it was against his old club and he had a point to prove mm-hmm. against them. So I think bringing in a proven goal scorer at this level will encourage him to kick on a little bit. Um, but it's not like a malicious thing or anything, saying you need to try harder. It's more of a thing of we've brought him in so everybody else ups the game and we want him to up his game as well. You know, so it's more of a lift for the whole front line rather than singling out one person of you need to do better sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we have seen at times make the best of Freddie, few and far between, unfortunately. But he, 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 for me, I agree, Danny, he, he sort of needs that kick up the backside sometimes. He's not, he's not always on it, if you know what I mean. You know, when we started this podcast, we started this podcast in uh, the, the last League One season. And if you look back, we even had uh, a whole episode entitled Freddy, Starter or, or, or Impact Super Sub. Yeah. yeah. And and the, the issue is, and, and I, I suppose this is going to be harsh, and I know I'm going to be stealing Ben's thunder, but I'm going to do it anyway because he does mine occasionally. Freddy's got the talent... He's got the ability. There is no question about that because he shows it, proves it. His work rate's not acceptable. It's as simple as that. So most of the time, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be calling him. I don't want to be down on him and everything else. But when you've got that ability, you shouldn't just turn it on against your old team, or, or when you're when you're fighting for a place, or you're scared that your place is going to go. You should be doing it all the time because I can work hard. I haven't got the ability. I ain't got the skill. I can't put the ball in the back of the net. I probably can't run less further than ten yards anymore. But I could work hard, you know. And that's what Warney did, and that's what Warney instilled in his players. Warney wasn't the most technical player, but the reason he became a legend at our club is because he put absolutely everything into his game. If Freddie put everything into his game, he, he wouldn't even be close to Rotherham United. Be up top in the championship if he put everything into his game. And I, and, and I don't get it. I don't understand why somebody can be a professional sportsman and not have that attitude. And it's that's me. That's just my own personal view. You know, I would be putting absolutely everything in there. And, and Freddie doesn't seem to do that. The, the, the counter argument would be that if he if he runs around. All the time chasing it is wasting his energy. Like, uh, yeah, no. but they, but that, that's they're they're, doing, they're asked to do different roles, aren't they? 
they're they're they're, they're asked to do something different. And I, 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 I'm not making excuses for him. No. I'm saying that no. would be the argument for not just Freddie for other strikers of his style in the past have come out and said things like that. It's about biding your time, doing the right thing at the right opportunity, and taking that opportunity. Comes and he does take those opportunities when they come. Nine times out of ten, it. He's comfortable the best finisher at the club. That, that might come under some, you know, competition from Will Grigg, but he's the best finisher at the club. Uh, and I would, I would have thought his argument would be, well, why would I want to be running down that ball in that corner and wasting my energy doing that when I know the ball's going to come to me eventually in this area? It does because it's because it's a team game, isn't it? And we've all got our part to play in that press because of the way that the way that we play football. You know, it's that high press. It's it's high energy, high press, and and it's not fair and it's not right on your teammates that there's only ten of them doing the high high energy, high press, and you're just waiting there to tap it in, or or whatever. That's I, I mean that kind of metaphorically, you know what I mean, rather than than, mm. than actually boglining. But you, I, I don't know, I don't know. It just I, I've I've said it right from season before last. His work rate worries me. His work rate, his work rate concerns me. And I, I've, I've kind of. I've kind of changed my opinion on him because it doesn't look like he works. It doesn't look like he works hard. No, I still think he needs to work harder. But it doesn't look like he works hard on the field, right? You don't know what he's going on in his mental. You don't know how... Yeah. This is the problem. You don't know how detailed he is. You don't know what he's like in training. He could be putting hours and on hours. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I disagree with what you said about his, um, how someone at that level can... He's baffled out of the door of that mindset. When you're told, which Freddie, it goes back to the win. Freddie's obviously got some, I don't believe in natural ability, but I feel like he's been good from a very good young age, right? So when you're good from a young age, you are nurtured and told you are the best. You're the best. You're the best. You get all the attention. And that is not, you know what I mean? It's, it's that's a bad work ethic. You're the man. You're this. You're naturally talented. You're naturally talented. Well, if I'm naturally talented, I don't need to be putting in that work because I'm naturally talented. Does that make sense? And this is what happens when you nurture and nurture people and say you're the best from natural talent. You're so good. This is what happens. It sets bad work ethic. Um, but I feel like, I think this is going to be good with coming in. You don't know how many hours he's putting in, though, Freddie. He's obviously putting hours in because natural ability is not a thing. And the way he finishes is very good. So you can tell he's putting in hours. He's worked right on the pitch. It's hard to say because you don't know how he thinks about the game. You'd have to sit down with him and break down his game film to understand what he, how he thinks about the game. And then you can really tell if he's working hard or not. Uh, but yeah, he's one of them, man. He, uh, yeah, he needs to be better. <laughs> okay. got I, feel, I feel bad now. I feel bad for saying that he's not working hard enough. But I, I just how it, how it, it might how not it. be. It might not be. You don't know. You never know. Okay. Fair enough. Anything you want to add on that, Danny? Um, I think Freddie proved how good of a striker he is last time in League One and last season by being up there with the goals. But it's it's just sometimes his game is just a little bit lazy, and like like I said before, uh, Greg might kick him up the backside and get him firing on all cylinders again. And like I said earlier in the podcast, it could be a fifteen goal mm. forward this season, but he just needs to um, find his uh, his goal form against Chef Wednesday rather than his goal form against Plymouth. You know, rather than just being tappings, he needs to work out how to shoot from longer range and might grab even a few more rather than just waiting for it get involved in it don't shoot from distance you'll upset Ben (laughs) (laughs) Um, so a couple more final points to cover and then we will go Um, Sean McDonald not Rotherham United currently but Sean McDonald has announced his retirement from football Uh, strange timing um, but when, when your time's up Mick your time's up and it was only us for a couple of years and he didn't play as many games as we would have wanted him to. But on the pitch when he played, he was Mr. Reliable. And at times in the, at times of the championship last year, was our best player on the pitch. Yeah. And that's not underplaying it. That, overplaying, that's that's how good he was. But it's clear from what Paul Warren says, or every other player says, that he had a massive impact off the pitch as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame. It's a shame, but maybe, maybe it, it, he's obviously done it for a reason. You know, it's a bit of a, like you said, a peculiar time halfway through a season, or well, just into a season, not even, not even close to halfway. Um, so, so there's obviously some something else um, at play. Maybe he's got an offer somewhere in terms of coaching or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, it, it's always sad when a sportsman retires, isn't it? You know, mm. it, 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 it is. Um, but he's, he's had a, he's had a quite a, quite a long career, really, really. Successful, I suppose, well. and a very successful one. And, and yeah, I wish him all the best. It's, it's you know, just wish him all the best. Everybody that you hear, everybody that talks about him, that knows him, that's been had any contact with him, says uh, has got nothing but praise for him as a person and as a player. Brilliant, fantastic, and and and, and I hope he has a long and long and happy retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for anybody, that, any Wednesday fans watching or any other fans wants to buy a Wednesday shirt for your Wednesday friends, the Barry Bannon shirt, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to sell it, man. Um, oh, sorry. That is, that is up for auction right now on our, on our Twitter page. We, we talked about this a lot, Mick, didn't we, about how we were going to do it. Um, yeah. And with the benefit of hindsight and with everybody telling us on Twitter, we should have done a raffle. Looking back now, a raffle was the right way to go. But we've already got several okay. bids in from Sheffield Wednesday fans. So we're going yeah. down the auction route at the moment, unfortunately. Can I just apologise to Abs on Twitter? Because I had a conversation <laughs> with her and she suggested raffling it. And, and I thought about it and thought about it and then thought, you know, that sounds like a lot of trouble, a lot of grief, and <laughs> maybe we'll not get that much. And And... You know, it's Wednesday fans in it. We've already said we were going to auction it, and if we don't now auction it, we raffle it. We're just going to get covered in dummies and teddies and you know stuff flying about everywhere. So I, I just thought let's let's stick with the original plan, um, and hopefully we'll get some other memorabilia that's that's better um, coming up in in the future. That's yeah, red in colour, um, and and we'll 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 look at raffling that off. Um, for on behalf of the hospice, um, I'm hoping that we're going to hit somewhere in the region of about seven, seven hundred, seven hundred fifty quid for the hospice. All told, just out of my big mouth, which is just ridiculous, really, when you think about it, um, and, and it almost encourages me to start upsetting somebody else and all, just for a laugh. I mean, just I mean, you think it through, right? Just think about that weekend when we played, we played them. How much fun and joy it brought us on social media, all the Rotherham fans, us in particular. It was just absolutely beautiful. And then we ended up making 456, 500 quid as a, as a result in terms of donations because I, I put that shirt on. You know, it's just been it's just been a win-win as far as I can see. So why would you not rinse and repeat? Yeah, but... <laughs> Apart, apart from, from what, sorry? Defeat. Apart from the 2 0 defeat, it's been a win win. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I accept that. And, and I wouldn't want to go through that again if we could avoid it. But, <laughs> you know, if, if, if yeah. that's the only game we lose now until February and we lose again at Swillsborough, and that's the only game we lose at the end of the season, then I'm not bothered. Don't matter, does it? I'll wear another Wednesday shirt if I'm going to get 700 quid, quid out of this. Oh, don't, 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 don't say things <laughs> like this. <laughs> you said yourself up. Write that down, write that down. Seven hundred quid. Wednesday fans, clip that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but any Rotherham yeah. fans that want to get involved with that auction, if you want uh, an eight hundred quid piece of kindling for your camping fire, please get involved yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and final bit of business I have for now is that on Monday morning there will be a very special episode out. Uh, we are going to be talking to the magic man, Richard Wood. Um, he's going to speak to Friday. We're speaking on Friday afternoon, so by the time you listen to this, there's a good chance we'll have already spoken to him. But if you listen to this before Friday afternoon, any questions you want to send in to us, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the email, ufcpod at gmail.com, I think it is. Anything you want to ask us, we will try and put it to him. We've only got a limited amount of time, so we will uh, go through as many questions as we can. We'll probably keep it last season, this season, you know, going back to the playoffs and training team, maybe maybe for another time. Uh, I, I want to know what's going off now and things such as that. I don't know about you guys, but that's I think that's where we are at the minute. Um, we should. I will thank him now before we do it. Uh, thanks, Sam Todd, for helping us as well. 
and the club that's been they've been really really great with this uh and we do very much appreciate that help ben's going to miss it which is a shame yeah he's the one oh he's so annoying as well he's the one player that i'd want to do it with as well and he's so annoying oh well i mean okay. ben, I, I, you're on your way you you may well be on your way back from london yeah i may time. i may be able to do it oh i hope i'm able to do it I love it. I'm just gonna be in awe. I'm not. Even, I'm just gonna be in awe and just not say anything. I, mean, I, want, I, 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 I want to ask him why he keeps finding himself at left wing. Uh, I just want you to know how he finds himself at all the time. I can't. Just no, no, playing, playing, playing last man, getting trying to get more in behind. Yeah. That's what he does sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that'll be me, Mick and Danny, definitely. That, that ben, Benjamin, maybe. Uh, but me, maybe. me, Mick and Danny will be we'll be on that. So I say, any questions you've got, send them over um, and we will bang them across as and when we speak to him. Um, I think I've covered everything. And I think we've done well to get this many minutes out of an episode where there aren't any football games to talk about. Any of you got anything else you want to talk about? I did. Um, I've seen someone put in, um, in the Rotherham group thing on Facebook having pictures with our team. And Blackman was there. Yeah, he's, really he's, uh, he's training with us to keep his fitness that's up. Really, that's really good, that. Mm. I, good from Warren to... I, I understood he'd gone to Wickham. I thought he was going to Wickham. Is that, did that fall through? I, I think it's a free so, transfer, yeah. so he could still go. I thought he signed a new contract last year. Did he sign a new contract released and him. get released? For the first time ever, Chelsea started releasing players. It's crazy. Uh, it's like a tax man's come knocking on the door got too many players <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, we're back for our normal episode next Friday which will be a very small review of the pizza trophy on Tuesday night mainly to see who plays Will Grid might play um, there'll be a few other players that might just get some minutes under the belt um, Danny you're going you got tickets oh, for that last Tuesday mm-hmm. Do you know anything about this club? Yeah, but I didn't think we were paying attention about this piece trophy. Well, that's why we're not doing a proper episode on a, a proper oh, episode right. preview on Monday. The Monday's episode is going to be the Richard Wood episode, all being well. And then Thursday, Friday night, Friday morning will be the pre- review, very small review, Ben. Unless something, unless Will Good gets seven, it'll be a very small review. <laughs> and then, and then we look ahead to Fleetwood. Fleetwood Town is the first game after the international break, enforced international break. Um, so we will come to that as and when um, if you haven't already and you're watching on YouTube click the subscribe button because you'll get the Richard Wood video whenever it's ready That will you'll get notified that it's ready same if you're on iTunes or Spotify make sure you follow us on, and subscribe where, whichever one it is on, the, on whichever one you wherever you listen to it because again you'll get notified as soon as that is out uh, next week and if you're on iTunes give it a 5 star rating if you enjoy this and enjoy the future episodes we would uh, really much appreciate that and if you've got time look at the previous Danny's Matchday vlog from Donny's still up there uh, we've still got still getting comments from Sheffield Wednesday fans about the Matchday vlog from Sheffield Wednesday somehow so thank you thank you for still listening still watching our videos um, <laughs> still about 2,000 views that isn't it 2.2 yeah. Yeah, 2.2 yeah. yeah wow so there you go um, go Mick I was just going to say, also, if you're visiting the website, click on the um, Rotherham Hospice uh, logo on the front page and donate as a few quid, will you, to uh, to the hospice. That would be great if we could get that total up. Yep, £457 as we sit here now. Uh, it's very, very, so very generous people around we are. Yeah, very absolutely. Yeah. Of From them. both sides of the divide as well, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mick, it's been a pleasure. And well, I'll see you really? tomorrow afternoon to speak to Richard Wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll make myself available no matter what. Danny, same for you, mate. Look forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, and Ben, this is the last time we'll speak to you in Rotherham Town for some time. Uh, we may speak to you soon. Yeah. So, anything for you, anything I'm you want to say to your fans? Just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You might have. I might be on the Woody one. No, hopefully not. I might be on the Woody one. Oh, I hope I am. Okay. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and we'll see you all pretty soon. Thank you very much.
Precious. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.